Um, all right, injuries for today. Jimmy Garoppolo, foot, will not practice. Kevin Givens, knee, no practice. McCaffrey, ankle and knee, will not practice. Aaron Banks, ankle and knee, no practice. Kenlaw, knee, no practice. Greenlaw, back strain, no practice. Bosa and Trent, not injury-related, won't practice. Armstead, foot, ankle, limited. Knee added to, we only heard ankle the other day for Christian. He's had that on there every day for the last month. That's why he's usually limited on these days. Are you opening the window today for Elijah? Yes. Yeah. Kyle, how did you address the players uh, in terms of Hamlin's situation. Um, we did it as a team. Saw a bunch of them individually on Tuesday. Talked to a couple while I was going on uh, Monday night. Um, all the guys had it in their individual meetings. In our team setting, we didn't do it though because um, we kind of did all one on one. But we made our doctor, our clinician, um, he's usually here on Tuesdays for a little bit. We made him available all day. Uh, a lot of players used it. Um, the thing we found out, um, most of them used it for their wives and people like that. Uh, a lot of our players were. Um, they were doing all right, uh, but I think the wives used it the most. Is there a common theme of, of the players or concerns that that you heard them express or heard of them expressing? Um, not really. They, they just they were they said how sad it was, and I'm um, just seeing it. You know, I think that's just the way they looked at it. You know, I thought they they thought it was a pretty freak thing, and just how unfortunate the kid was, and. Um, I think everyone was emotional about it, but um, none of the guys stressed to me any concerns about um, what they do. Remember when you guys were in Arizona, you said there were certain players that you kept an eye on specifically, just that it was taking a toll on mentally and emotionally. Is this a similar kind of thing? Are there certain people you have in mind that you want to keep a closer eye on? No, I don't think so. Um, you know, I mean, I think maybe if someone had a personal relationship with them, you would seek them out more than everyone. I think when it initially happens and you're not sure why or anything, um, you want to look into everyone. Um, I think, you know, by the time we got with them today, we spent a day and a half and just talking over the phone. I think they were in a pretty good spot with it, just the understanding of it and everything and knowing how unfortunate it was for um, DeMar. Um, but um, I think our guys, I mean, it's as sad as someone can be, um, but they're, they're managing. Um, I mean, yeah, when I saw it, I mean, first shoes I put myself in was his parents' shoes. I mean, that's all I could think of. Like, holy cow, I hope, I really hope his parents aren't watching this like I am. I hope they're there. Um, that was my biggest concern. And, you know, I think I, I read that his mom was there. Um, but, you know, somebody that's close to him wasn't, and that's the stuff I couldn't imagine. I could not imagine seeing someone I knew, a friend, a, a kid, um, sitting there like that and you not knowing what's going on. And I thought that was the most traumatizing thing. I think from a coach, just watching those coaches, I think they handled it as good as you could. I, I don't think there is any way necessarily to handle it, but just to sit there and pray and be with all the people. And, I mean, I think, I think it was bound to get canceled everyone I think obviously that was going to happen and you don't know at the time but you're not sitting there as a coach really thinking about that stuff your concerns are totally with the kid and um, you listen to what they tell you after that but you're not sitting there trying to think of a game plan or anything like that I think when something like that happens whether you're the coach whether you're the players around whether you're someone in the stands whether you're watching on tv 
that's when your mind is probably as clear as it can ever be because um, there's only one thing that matters and that's life or death and when you're watching a life or death situation I think your mind is extremely clear because that's the one time and you're like when I've been around people who've lost people real close to them um, they're grieving they're wrecked but it's usually times people know what's important because you get reminded that and that's all you're thinking in that moment and you could see that on everyone's faces strong any um anyone with the team go over with the players what the uh, protocols are in, in cases like that where you know a heart stops beating was anybody curious about not the, i mean no one asked me that i mean they they could have asked our doctors who they all you know the guys who were concerned about with um but yeah no one asked me How, does, how do you guys get back to work? Is it as much as it can be, you know, business as usual, or how do you how do you go about this week? Um, yeah, I mean, you go, I mean, you, you got to do your job. You know, I think everyone does, you know, whatever that is. I mean, that's, it's real rough. It's real sad. Um, but you got to work too, you know, so that, and that's what guys do, and you try to be there for each other, and I really heard for that team specifically because of um, knowing how many guys must be, have such close relationships there. Um, but you just you try to be there for everyone. Was part of you concerned that maybe that game was going to continue because players were warming up a little bit? Were you thinking, how was this game going to actually continue? Um, I mean, I'm sure. I mean... I don't know. I wasn't there talking to the guys, and um, and I don't think. I mean, just watching TV. I, I didn't. Even, I wasn't watching it, so I didn't know what was going on. And then when someone told me to look on, all I saw was facial expressions, and those facial expressions looked like something extremely tragic happened. So you weren't. You didn't really know. You're just wondering what happened, and then you kind of put it together, and, and you started to think, all right, there's no way this is going on. And then they go into the locker room and. You kind of assume it's a matter of time before everyone figures that out, and I think it did. I mean, I think they did, whoever did. Um, but, I mean, no one's ever, it's never, I think it has happened in the past that I've heard of, um, but I don't ever remember it happening. So I think everyone's kind of waiting, looking like what happens. And the main thing is they try to save the person's life, and um, it sounds like they're still trying to do that, and let's all pray that happens. Either of those coaches at all? Well, Kyle? Not, not real well. I mean, they're both really good guys. I've, I mean, I've gotten to spend the last couple of years with them um, when we go to the owners' meeting and stuff and hang out with them. I know they're very faith based guys. I know they're very good people, very family oriented people. And I kind of, th I don't know them great, but what I do know of them, um, there's two as good of people who could have been in that situation. No, I haven't. Yeah, I don't know them like that, but I should, probably should. But they did a hell of a job. I know there's some talk, you know, some people suggesting that the game should be impacted this coming week, but have you received any kind of indication that, you know, your game is going to be any time other than 1.25 p.m. on Sunday? Yeah, no, I haven't. We haven't been told anything differently, so we're just going on with business as usual in terms of when our game is. have to make any uh, practice adjustments because of the weather this week? Or? Yeah, we're going to go on our indoor. Yeah, I'm going to put plastic over my script and put a hood over my hat. So that's right. This is what it's for. So 30 or 40 years ago, this team used to, it would rain a lot and the team would go to LA or to Arizona to, to practice. Are, are those, um, I mean, have those scenarios been discussed at all about 
contingency plans if, if it does rain for an extended period here? I discussed them a lot when I first got here. Then I was told it never rains. <laughs> I didn't believe it for a little bit. And then after a couple of years, I'm like, I guess they're kind of right. I've got nervous like once a year. It ends up not being too bad. Kind of testing that right now. So it is what it is. Um, you know, at least this is the time of year. We're not always going full speed and stuff like that. You know, there's no lightning and stuff. So as long as you don't mind getting wet, it's um, just a distraction test. And it's always better if I mean, you never want it to rain on game day. But if you're going to practice in it all week, or if you know it's going to rain on Sunday, you might as well practice in it. So that's the way it's looking right now. I told him the same thing last week, though, and told him we were expecting rain in Vegas. And they all told me there was a dome. They didn't realize it was being sarcastic, but it's you hope it ties in well. But you worry about what you can control and just practice. Stands out about JJ a lot over his career. What kind of impact does he have? Um, one of the best players I've ever gone against. I mean, when you talk about MVP type players, I mean, he would definitely one of the guys. You know, talked about that with Nick about Bosa a couple weeks ago. Aaron Donald always JJ. Um, my first year as a coordinator, my first game against someone was um, James Harrison. Um, that was the year he won MVP and beat Arizona in the Super Bowl. And I remember how he was um, specifically. And I've always looked at JJ that way. I mean, different from the position he's at. It was always so hard to block him. It was so hard to game plan him um, just on how to help out with the five technique. Um, what you do it with a tight end, then you put your halfback on big three, four backers. And he was just such a hard guy that whether it's run or pass game um, to kind of take out of the game because of where they could position him and how big and strong he was and how smart he played. And um, that's why he's one of the best players I've seen. Uh, do, you guys work, do you have people assigned this week to start work on possible first-round playoff matchups? No. No, we don't. Everyone's working on this stuff. And I mean, we always look at things and look at what teams do and have a good idea of it. I, I might have peaked a couple other teams yesterday, but um, you do that for a little bit. It was nice to give the players Monday off because it gave us, not yesterday, on Monday, um, gave us a little bit more time and use that looking at a couple other things. But uh, we'll get to that Sunday night. How were you just to see what games are in which time slots on Saturday and Sunday. I was pretty interested. Yeah, just to kind of have an idea what you know going into games and stuff. I mean, if um, I mean, if we had nothing to play for and stuff, I definitely take care of guys a lot more with one week to go. Um, but we got a lot to play for. I mean, there's, there's a scenario, obviously, with the Vikings playing in 10 and then Philly playing the same time you guys are playing that you know, midway through that game, you'll have a pretty good idea if you can help yourself or not. Is that something that you talk about in advance, or is it something, you know, something you plan for in advance, or is it kind of like got to handle it organically as it happens? I mean, I, I think about a lot of that stuff. I don't talk about it all. Um, we'll see how it plays out, and we'll see what the situation is. And I know one thing: we um, would love to be the one seed, but right now we got the two seed, and we want to make sure we at least stay the two seed. In order to do that, we need to win. Um, maybe if Minnesota lost before us, that wouldn't be the case. But I'm counting on us having a win to get that. And um, we're not going to know until the game's over whether we have a chance at the one seed. So the way it plays out, um, to me, there's only thing, one thing that guys should be worried about and our team should be talking about, and that's beating Arizona. Will you be getting score updates of the Philly game during the game, or do you not want to have that sort of thing? No, I don't really like people getting on that doing that. I might look at the scoreboard here and there for replay and fall into the score, but um, we'll see. Kyle, uh, two more guys. Kyler was a, the first and ten play, 
think it was the last touchdown drive, when Purdy avoided the sack, they had the pressure coming from his left side, and he kind of flipped around, threw the ball out of bounds. Looked like he missed the hot read, but he ended up with a play that, you know, it's lived, to, lived to see another day on basically kind of situation. As a coach, when you have a young player like that, as smart as he seems to be, do you correct that one a lot, or do you let it go and don't want to cloud his mind too much, given where you are in the season? No, you always correct that stuff. I mean, especially when um, when they're bringing someone that you don't have a blocker for. Uh, that stuff can change based off of where our center is sliding, um, which sometimes you don't always know coming out of the huddle. Um, that can be on a number of things, where we position our hot routes, where the motions are, where a player is we're trying to go to, where we think the blitz is going to. And sometimes that stuff changes. And um, and if the quarterback doesn't know that exactly, you're going to get surprised. And what's been cool about Brock, when he does get surprised, he's got the quickness and stuff to sometimes be able to get out of it. And he did that and um, was able to save it not being a bad play. But you can't always count on making that guy miss. So um, you want to make sure that when someone blitzes, there's usually a hole in the defense right there. And that's usually where a hot throw is. And if you know that and you can decisively replace that blitzer, you're going to get into someone's hands with usually time to run. And um, that's the way when they do that on first and 10, usually it's second and two um, instead of second and 10. And that's what you're going to always do. And when it doesn't work, um, you're glad he's got other other clubs in his bag. He said he's been coached hard this whole season, but as he's shown he can do what he can do, um, and I'm sure there are higher expectations for him now. Um, can you coach him, I don't know, harder is the right word, but maybe coach him differently because he's, he's reached this level and you say, okay, let's try to push him this level. Yeah, you see, I mean, you see what a guy's capable of, and I mean, you, you don't want to. You don't want to keep asking guys to do stuff they can't do. Um, you know, I hated when my coach kept asking me to run faster. I couldn't. Um, but you, you start to see how a guy plays. And, I mean, Brock knows how to play the position and stuff, and he's hard on himself. So, I mean, the, when you coach someone, you want them to get better, whether you're right, wrong, or whatever. It's just about getting someone better. And sometimes you got to understand the personality of someone. And even if you're saying the right coaching point, some people don't hear it the right way, and sometimes it can mess them up. So you got to find a way to get it to them. And just working his personality, it's been really easy because um, I don't really have to worry about how he's feeling that much. You just tell him what you see because that's what he wants. I mean, he likes, likes to be coached. He's smart. He kind of has an idea of our philosophy on stuff. So he's going to watch it on his own. By the time he gets to me, I think he has an idea what I'm going to say. Um, but the more he plays, the more stuff that comes up. And I don't care how good a quarterback plays. Um, you can sit there and coach him on everything all the time. Um, remember when I used to meet Matt Schaub on the bus after we had land somewhere? And um, we'd always watch the game on the plane. And I'd go sit by him. And I would be like, all right, man, you did play really good, except for plays 9, 12, and 13. And he'd always go, well, did I play? What about the plays I played good on? I'm like, you, those don't matter. Um, that's what we expect. And that isn't, I mean, but when you have guys who just want to be coached and they don't, you don't need to tell them 10 compliments before you tell them a coaching point, then it's, it's a lot more fun. And um, I think that's how he gets better. What was your 4-2. <laughs> I, um, was, I was raised by a coach, and so I, um, Every single time that the 40 came up in spring, my hamstring was too tight to run it five years in a row. Um, so I would never let anyone get that on paper. But I was always good enough to run the shuttle. All right, guys. All right, guys. Thanks.